Part two of The Long Run by Edith Wharton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Ferrard. Merrick had a little place at Riverdale, where he went occasionally to be near the ironworks, and where he had his weekends when the world was too much with him. Here, on the following Saturday afternoon, I found him awaiting me in a pleasant setting of books and prints and faded parental furniture we dined late and smoked and talked afterward in his book-walled study till the terrier on the hearth-rug stood up and yawned for bed when we took the hint and moved toward the staircase i felt not that i had found the old merrick again but that i was on his track had come across traces of his passage here and there in the thick jungle that had grown up between us but i had a feeling that when i finally came on the man himself he might be dead as we started upstairs he turned back with one of his abrupt shy movements and walked into the study wait a bit he called to me i waited and he came out in a moment carrying a limp folio it's typewritten will you take a look at it i've been trying to get to work again he explained thrusting the manuscript into my hand what poetry i hope i exclaimed he shook his head with a gleam of derision no just general considerations the fruit of fifty years of inexperience he showed me to my room and said good night the following afternoon we took a long walk inland across the hills and i said to merrick what i could of his book unluckily there wasn't much to say the essays were judicious polished and cultivated but they lacked the freshness and audacity of his youthful work i tried to conceal my opinion behind the usual generalizations but he broke through these feints with a quick thrust to the heart of my meaning it's worn down blurred like the figures in the commoner's tapestry i hesitated it's a little too damned resigned i said ah he exclaimed so am i resigned he switched the bare brambles by the roadside a man can't serve two masters you mean business and literature no i mean theory and instinct the gray tree and the green you've got to choose which fruit you'll try and you don't know till afterward which of the two has the dead core how can anybody be sure that only one of them has i'm sure said merrick sharply we turned back to the subject of his essays and i was astonished at the detachment with which he criticized and demolished them little by little as we talked his old perspective his old standards came back to him but with the difference that they no longer seemed like functions of his mind but merely like attitudes assumed or dropped at will he could still with an effort put himself at the angle from which he had formerly seen things but it was with the effort of a man climbing mountains after a sedentary life in the plain i tried to cut the talk short but he kept coming back to it with nervous insistence forcing me into the last retrenchments of hypocrisy and anticipating the verdict i held back i perceived that a great deal immensely more than i could see a reason for had hung for him 
on my opinion of his book then as suddenly his insistence dropped and as if ashamed of having forced himself so long on my attention he began to talk rapidly and uninterestingly of other things we were alone again that evening and after dinner wishing to efface the impression of the afternoon and above all to show that i wanted him to talk about himself i reverted to his work you must need an outlet of that sort when a man's once had it in him as you have and when other things begin to dwindle he laughed your theory is that a man ought to be able to return to the muse as he comes back to his wife after he ceased to interest other women no as he comes back to his wife after the day's work is done a new thought came to me as i looked at him you ought to have had one i added he laughed again a wife you mean so that there have been someone waiting for me even if the news decamped he went on after a pause i have a notion that the kind of woman worth coming back to wouldn't be much more patient than the muse but as it happens i never tried because for fear they'd chuck me i put them both out of doors together he turned his head and looked past me with a queer expression at the low panelled door at my back out of that very door they went the two of them on a rainy night like this and one stopped and looked back to see if i wasn't going to call her and i didn't and so they both went End of part two